Tuning into Houston, I feel like I feel it in my bones. Someone from Houston is listening right now. Yeah, Houston, Texas. Houston, TX, baby, home of UFC heavyweight champ contend- contender Derek Lewis. Yeah, the Black Beast, as he's known, that he named himself that. He's okay. a black man. Um, it would be odd if he weren't. I <laughs> guess that would be a little <laughs> bit strange. But we're here, everybody. We're going to talk about Venture Bros. Now, this is how Venture Bros got on my radar reddit.com a place for very healthy discussion amongst (laughs) well-adjusted men and women were you not did you happen to be on there uh advocating for control of women's bodies no i post all my videos on there and i wait and i'm like a part of the cigars forum yes and then uh i I love regional subreddits so like i'm part of boston nyc i don't even post i just lurk and that's how i get a lot of news but one of my greatest reddit posts came just the other day yesterday in r argentina Yes. I'm also part of the Ancestry and 23andMe ones because I like genealogy. That was so fun. And, uh, and I wrote, do, do a, does the Italian diaspora in Argentina, because it, it, Argentina is full of Italian immigrants. The Pope, his parents are from Italy. Yeah. Everybody's Italian out there. It, they're like the English people almost of Argentina. English to America, Italians to Argentina. There's almost more influence of the Italian Got it. than the Spanish. They're that big. Um, and so I said, do Italians in Argentina relate to like mob genre movies like <laughs> the sopranos you're trying stuff. to find pen pal dude people flipped out people like immediately got defensive and thought i was comparing argentina to mexico i was like <laughs> i didn't even mention mexico and then they were like no we're all mafia here and they gave me a couple recommendations about tv shows about like uh corruption yeah. in the syndicates and uh the government of argentina it, some people made some good jokes but largely they were pretty mean to what I thought wow. was a decent discussion of international cultural exchange. Let me ask you this as a big sub as a big Reddit enthusiast, is the uh, Argentina Reddit called R slash Gentina? No. That's pretty, a good one. You should start a new one. Call it that. And then you can talk about all the mob shit you want. I'm I love uh, I'm also in like a lot of Portuguese ones and the one's called Portuguese Caralho, which is like, oh shit. And uh, there's a different <laughs> specific <laughs> subreddit that I think is really funny called R Suddenly Caralho. And all it is is people will write it when two Brazilians unknowingly find out the other person is Brazilian in an English-speaking Reddit. Oh, got it. Like, they indicate that the Brazilian, and the other guy's like, oh, I'm Brazilian too, and then someone writes Suddenly Caralho. And then they they talk about uh, Anderson Silva or something? Yeah, so basically we got some feedback from the fans this week that we spent too much time talking about local comedy and we said let's <laughs> let's make the conversation even more interesting let's talk about reddit let's discuss reddit let's on dis- the air let's discuss uh reddit about specific places that you've never been to yeah that's that- fascinating i'm part of the providence subreddit <laughs> never really been to providence oh man providence uh well let's talk we've it's been a while since we last recorded as you might have noticed we normally have three people here i'm john paul i'm zach and uh jack is uh, where is jack he wasn't porn rehab. I think he's since broken out, and uh, 
He's on the <laughs> lamb, I believe, at this point. He covered himself in Vaseline, slipped right out of their hands. The Vaseline possession itself was uh, a penalty. He day. showed up in my van late at night banging for sanctuary, but I told him he had to get right back to a meeting or he wasn't welcome to stay. Yeah, take that to Cuomo if you want a sanctuary city, yeah. huh? <laughs> so it is just, uh, it is just Jack, uh, Zach and I. And we host the series finale podcast, the only podcast With where varying number of comedians <laughs> discuss the, the final, final episode, episode of a show they've never even seen. And uh, I'm Zach. That's <laughs> John Paul. <laughs> and we also put up a free episode on Patreon.com. No, we don't. Thursday. It's not free. It's actually a five dollar <laughs> bonus. It's a you pay. Well, it is a free episode. If you pay five dollars a month, we'll give you four, we'll give you four free episodes. Yeah, you give gift us five dollars, and we give you a gift in kind. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like those gift bags that you get for donating to w- worthy causes, and we are the most worthy cause. I've been watching a lot of PBS, by the way. And really? John Paul, actually, a few weeks ago, I could feel John Paul waning, like his interest in the Patreon, because we're left alone. Jackson Porn Rehab, but John Paul and I have to crank out content. <laughs> And uh, it's overwhelming. You know, it piles up on us. We have to watch a lot of TV. I could feel John Paul's enthusiasm for the Patreon waning, but I did crunch the numbers and I informed him that we make about $20.34 for every Patreon episode. That's so, um, pretty, I mean, wow. It's kind of fascinating and it did make me feel good too. Yeah. It, I mean, if you uh, are a Patreon subscriber, thank you. And uh, if you aren't, hey, consider subscribing. You get a lot of, we have uh, hundreds of, well, hundreds. Maybe we have hundreds. I think we have, we have about 100. We have at least like 150 hours. Well, we, we have about at least over 100 hours of content that uh, it's out there waiting for you. Super fan Chris Player indicated that uh, in 2018 on the Patreon, I had a Boston accent. I did part ways with my dialect, dialect coach. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's since fallen by the wayside. Yeah, you've, uh, you've, you've, you've uh, gone from a blue collar working class stiff to a little rural coastal elite. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the idle wealthy at this point. <laughs> Just idling around, making videos about Joe Biden that nobody watches and very few people understand. We, but are, we are a TV podcast. What have you been watching any TV outside I, of the dude, podcast? I've been, I've been zoning in on film. I've actually transitioned from a film, from a TV guy to a film guy. I famously didn't really enjoy movies. Jack always roasts me. I've seen very few. But now I like to cap off my evening with a two-hour film. I feel like it's better for my attention. No phone, no internet. Just watch, and uh, I've seen all. I watched Joker. Actually, that is noteworthy. Joker. Yeah, <laughs> I did the perfect double feature inadvertently, which was I watched Taxi Driver for oh, the first really? time, which is a fantastic movie. Taxi- I came up here, and then I watched Joker. Yeah, Taxi Driver is a fantastic movie. Joker. Uh, really apes a lot of the aesthetic of Taxi Yeah, driver. yeah, very much so. Very directly. And, and admits to it. Uh, not, I guess not so much the plot. Really. I mean, so elements of the plot, but I mean, it it's very much looks like Taxi Driver. I liked Joker, and you know who's in it is the lawyer from Billions. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that yeah. as well. He's uh, He plays a major role. That guy is really kind of on the come up, the lawyer from Billions. Orin, Orin Batch, maybe, or... Yeah, or in something. Yeah, he got a beard in the later show, later episodes. He looked great. He was cool, man. And then he was on. Stunk. He was on. Uh, he was on Billions. He was in Joker. He's also on an uh, episode of uh, Watchmen as well, the HBO show. That guy's doing well. He's a, he's representing the fat man well in the, in the acting world. But so now no, that I, you've been radicalized by Joker uh, into becoming a, a violent incel, how do you think your life's going to play out? Joker twenty twenty is actually an interesting time to watch Joker. I'm getting like upset i feel really sad for our country i'm not ready to flee to canada like a lot of people are Uh but there is a rage 
in America from all sides. We are very angry right now, and you can feel that in Joker. There's a rage in that movie, and uh, there's a rage in this country. So I thought it was kind of apt. <laughs> and I'm not going to prophesy five million dead due to COVID or whatever, but I, I do think you know it's a strange time. Do you think you might dress up in a suit, put on some clown makeup on, and dance to, Ga- to Gary Glitter? I have been to those stairs though years a year ago. I didn't even see the movie, but I did check out the stairs. A oh, lot of people yeah. checked out the stairs. You were part of the the white influx of folks coming to check out the yeah, stairs. Yeah, and then people decided to write think pieces that tourism <laughs> in the Bronx is racist, and you can't go to this. I went. I ate food. I spent money there. Newsflash: It wasn't all YTs at the stairs. Uh, my friend was a person of color. We had a nice time, and uh, I guess somehow you're not allowed to do that anymore. But we hey. did. You are. You are allowed to do that. Yeah, that is the point. I'm not even going <laughs> to buy into it. In fact, uh, you know what? Shame on me. You, you just were making a joke, and I built into a false dichotomy <laughs> that there actually is an argument there. There's not. Go check out the stairs. Be respectful to people. You know, yeah. I mean, just own it. Be Wear a T-shirt that says colonizer. Get a, set a, put a tent there. Open up a... <laughs> Open up a craft brewery at the top of the st- up top of the Joker stairs. Bronx born and raised. Just <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the Bronx. I bought a shirt that said uh, "American made with Puerto Rican parts," and I I just <laughs> I had a Puerto Rico versus everybody hat. Oh, that would be sweet. Um, I have been watching TV. I have been watching a lot of anthology television. So, tales from the tales from the crypt from the early, late '80s, early '90s, which is so good. So fantastic. It's based off horror comics from the 50s, so it's like an anthology horror show. I watched an episode that was directed by Tom Hanks and actually had a it had Tom Hanks in like a very bit role, which was just great. I loved it. Been watching Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Oh, very cool, man. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Um, there's like 40 episodes in the first season. I'm on episode like 29 or something. Really good. I really like Alfred Hitchcock's Presents. And it's kind of I think it's kind of noteworthy that Alfred Hitchcock was hosting a weekly anthology like thriller show, which is crazy because he's like one of the most when he's one of the best regarded directors yes. in the history of film. It would be like if you had like Christopher Nolan hosting a TV show now or something like that, you know? Yeah, and there was a big divide between film and TV. TV was a slouch at that point, really, yeah. until The Sopranos, which brought a cinematic quality <laughs> to television. <laughs> but uh, I would say The Shield. I've been I've been really into cinema right now. I've been watching Scorsese. I watched a, he when he was a student. He made a, a film in the 1974 called Italian American. Yeah. It's just his parents <laughs> what is talking with this to guy. His parents are just conversating, and it's amazing. His mother's so funny. She he put her in all sorts of movies. Yeah. His dad's hilarious too. It Do you was think really you'll nice be in a movie. Scorsese movie someday? I would love to. I mean, my comedy dream. I'm getting really uh, nervous. I don't like social media, but I'm drawn in. I'm addicted. I like sleeping to crickets. I like gardening. My dream is to have one good comedy album, one nationwide tour, in one eight-minute bit part in a mob movie, and then I'm done. <laughs> and then I'm over. That is my ultimate dream. To be in, in... Oh, oh. I watch The Untouchables and I watch Godfather 3, both of which star Andy Garcia. Yes. Now, John Paul likes to point out that Al Pacino played a Cuban in Scarface. Mm, I, w- I just talk about white people playing Cubans in Scarface in general. Well, you can be white and Cuban, like Andy Garcia, yeah. who's Cuban. He plays Italians in two different movies. Ooh, which is more offensive? I think, obviously, <laughs> marinara face. And uh, I would like to be 
an Andy Garcia type actor. I, I think I bear a vague physical resemblance to him. I also have a strict widow's peak and I would yeah. love to be a fake Italian in a mob movie. That's my <laughs> dream. Yeah, I mean what I mean you could play a lot of different races, you know? Hey, whatever you want, you know? <laughs> We've got this. Uh, we've got this Jet Li prequel. <laughs> I need you to be in. <laughs> oh, but anyway, the way that Reddit came up is it was posted in the television subreddit is big news that Venture Bros had been canceled. Yes, it was big. Bro- big news. Fanfare. It's about two years after the final episode aired, which they retroactively just informed fans is a is the finale. It had been on since like two thousand. Yeah, it's early 2000s. I think like 2001 or 2003. Yeah, and so I guess it meant a lot to a lot of people, but it really meant very little to me. Uh, <laughs> I remember this show being uh, very popular among my friend group when it came out. It's um, it is a 22 minute action comedy, animated action comedy based off of Johnny Quest, or sort of lampooning Johnny Quest, which was an another sort of uh, action show from like the 60s. Um, and it's like it's basically about uh, it's basically about uh, this genius doctor and his like uh, his sort of bumbling kids who are protected by this like uh, secret super agent named Brock Sampson, who's like the sort of the source of a bunch of the action in the show. He's voiced by Patrick Warburton. Had you watched Johnny Quest? Like what year did that go off? Is, is Johnny it, Quest? Yeah. Johnny, Qu- I, I had seen like brief snippets of reruns. I think it was like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I'd seen it on TV a few times, but it did not hold my attention. It's like animation in the 60s. And when I was younger, stuff that was old, just I would like reel from it in disgust. Yeah? I was like, this is old. I don't want to watch this. I want to watch new cartoons, you know, like Samurai Pizza Cats or Biker Mice from Mars. Or what was the HBO cartoon we watched? Begins with an Spawn? S. Spawn was unreal. That was really good. I could see <laughs> if I had seen Spawn in 99, I couldn't watch the Flintstones after that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I'm glad Spawn makes a positive impression on you. Spawn was really cool. Anything that kind of has that film noir look with jazz, I'm a real sucker for. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to watch... Um, uh, Martin Scorsese's New York, New York, which I can't find a copy of. So if anyone has a DVD, please mail it to me. Yeah. Clarence Clemens is a, he's the private coach for uh, Robert De Niro. Rent it from the library and then just send it to us. Oh, I probably will go down to Situate Library. I have a book that I have to get back to Brooklyn Public Library, which could be a problem. You, can, I'm sure you can mail it somehow. But who knows the postage on that thing? Plus this USPS, <laughs> you know, mail fraud. <laughs> Uh, I'll mail a biography. It'll end up counting as six votes for Joe Biden, you know? This stuff. You can't trust the mail. Are you kidding me? You go in there, they microchip you with the mark of the beast. Um, yeah, so uh, why don't we get a broad strokes breakdown of uh, the last episode of Venture Brothers? Dude, it meant very little to me, and uh, I have poor amnesia at this point okay. with TV, so all I remember is it's... There is two characters. It's revealed in the end that they're related. You're not supposed to know that. And they're, we're inaugurating two young guys into this secret society. Yes. And at one point, they get to the final test. And I'll go ahead and do the. I'll, just, right. I'll do it. All right, all right. Because I've never really seen an episode of the show, but I like know a little bit about You've it. You've seen every episode, <laughs> and you own a fanfic, <laughs> and you know it's canon. The monarch, is, the monarch is a supervillain, and he's, uh, he, has the, he has the persona of a butterfly. Uh, the monarch is being inducted into like some kind of secret society for supervillains. And they've kidnapped Dr. Venture uh, as part of this induction ceremony uh, into this like high-level supervillain escapade. Uh, 
Uh, one of Doctor Venture, one of Doctor Venture's sons is in a coma. The other one feels bad about uh, his brother being in yes, a coma. Yes, I remember. And that. Brock Samson is uh, infiltrating and trying to rescue Doctor Venture. That's the broad strokes breakdown. Who is Brock Samson? Is that a canonical character of like the public domain? Uh, no, I don't think he's he's created for the show. He's he's supposed to be like this ultra macho super badass like super secret he's like a ultra macho badass protector of the venture brothers and usually what the show format was like these two sort of dopey venture brothers would go off on adventures and then brock samson like brutally murders people to protect them any relation to this super smash brothers character samson uh, there's a Super Smash Brothers character named Samson. I believe so. Uh, I don't know of this character. Ori Shatil is a big uh, is a big Smash Brothers player. Hopefully, when this airs, you can uh, post us post in the Facebook group what character Zach is thinking of. Do you I'm sure? I it's think not it's Samson. Samson. And a little question for the fans: Do you think Samson also wrestled Joe Karzernayev in high school? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brock uh, Brock Samson is voiced by Seinfeld alum. Patrick Warburton. Remember Pat, remember Seinfeld? Yeah, I remember Seinfeld. You, remember, you ever heard of Seinfeld? <laughs> it's a TV show. It was uh, created by this guy who was into high school girls. Yeah, Shoshana Lonestein, I think was her name. Uh, Brock Sampson's voiced by Patrick Warburton, Putty from Seinfeld, who I've actually met before. Where did you meet Putty? I met Putty when I was working at CVS in Southern California. Did you sell him liquor? <laughs> Putty, everybody else in Hollywood would go get like plastic surgery to look young. Putty would just try and buy alcohol from you at CBS with a fake. So uh, he came in on Super Bowl Sunday. He came through my line at CVS when I was a checking when I was checking out uh, customers. So he comes through my line. He tosses some like su- he gets uh, he gets like um, Super Bowl like chips and dips and stuff like that. At you know? CVS. At CVS, yeah, and. Uh, he also threw a weekly world news onto the onto the count onto, oh, yeah. onto the belt. Yeah, that was the the old fake like parody news rag. And he made some kind of comment about like some of the headlines, you know, he was talking to me. He was a personable guy. Dude, Putty, the fact that he bought it and commented on it means it wasn't a joke. But by commenting on it, he wants you to think that he's not serious about it. Putty is absolutely a QAnon nut job at this point. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind he is on Facebook sending <laughs> QAnon conspiracies to like his lesbian niece who goes to school at Bard. I told him, uh, I told him I was a fan of his work. I fanned out him because, and you know what? I wanted to be like, oh, I, I, I'm sure everyone just goes like Seinfeld. So I was like, you know what? I liked the show that you starred in, The Tick on Fox. Was he like, come on, man, you didn't like that. Why you got to insult me? No, no. He was like very pleased that I I brought up the tick and he said it was coming out on DVD very soon. But here's the thing. I was actually lying to stroke his ego. I've (laughs) never seen it before, but I like the tick. I've seen other versions of the tick. So I'm like, I'm sure it's good. I want to know this about you. Why why did you want to stroke Putty's ego? I just thought he was cool. But what did you think would, like, what was your end goal? Like, oh, I'll compliment Putty. <laughs> like, you you almost did an act of service for Putty. You I, wanted him to feel good. Yeah, I, you know what? What I wanted to do was be like, I know, I wanted to be like, I know who you are, and 
I'm not like these other plebs. I know like the deep cut works that you've done. Did you ask him to sign anything? Uh, yeah, I asked him to sign uh, his dick, and then I asked to suck it off, and I d- and we did. We had sex. His putty. Uh, so this was in Thousand Oaks, California. This was in Thousand Oaks, California, at uh, at uh, I believe w- I don't know if we were CVS at that time or if we were still. Um, God damn, I forget what we were. What drugstore we were before C- CVS took over. That's like an hour and a half out of L.A., or is it still no, L.A. County? It's, it's uh, No, it's not in L.A. County. It's in the county north of L.A. County, Ventura County, but it's just over the line. So it's a probably about 50-minute drive north of Los Angeles. So not that far, about as far as we are right now from the city of Austin. Uh, yeah, about that. And By the way, as we're recording this, we are recording from... Zach's hometown of Clituate, Massachusetts. Yes, we are. We I are. actually stopped in at the post office on Did the way here. Did you check for shrinkage as <laughs> you came over the bridge? <laughs> actually, I saw in the town square here in Clituate, which is known for the men having small penises, they have a beautiful statue of David, but it's not by Michelangelo. It's by Microangelo. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I thought of that before I got here. You you workshopped that out uh, on the bike? <laughs> I sat on that for hours. You I went was to like, the Dunkin' Donuts drive through and asked the <laughs> clerk what she thought. I was like, do you think Microangelo or do you think Little Dick Italian? How how are you doing with the pan, uh, pandemic? Unrelated to Venture Bros, even though there's a coma. I guess you could go into a coma from COVID. Yeah. But uh, now that I'm back in the burbs, I don't wear a mask for like days at a time because I don't see anyone or leave the property. Like when I go for a walk, I was telling for John Paul, I can walk for four miles and not see one place of business. So there are no people around. Damn. You know. Um. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm doing good. I'm. I've. Uh, fl- I also fled the city to the Boston area. Yeah. I did it because the Democrats just can't control the city. <laughs> The uh, the 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 sort of parade of destruction was approaching your home, and you fled just ahead of it. I had to get out. Yeah, it, some people think wildfires fires are bad. You you haven't seen Democrats on Thirtieth <laughs> Avenue, Stoic like Queens. I mean, I, I've been good. I mean, it's uh, I'm bu- I'm back in the van, uh, basically all the time now, which is nice. I like the uh, I like sort of the independence of the van. It's uh, it's a little dull, right? Because I, I, I was hoping that you know I'd be able to go back to work soon, but that doesn't look like it's going to be in the cards. So we'll see what happens. The Democrats, they want you sitting at home. You know, <laughs> they don't want an honest man working. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I mean, uh, if you're out there and you're struggling with, uh, with sort of the continuing, with the continuing uh, COVID crisis. Due to the ineptness of state and local governments and federal governments, especially, um, you know, we stand with you. We do stand with you, and we sit with you if you're unable to stand. Yeah, oh, that's a very good move. I was actually a little ableist. That's kind of might be the f- next frontier of um, like making of more inclusive language. Yeah, yeah. Is saying we stand, we stand, that's sit, stand, or lie down with you. That's been a, a big thing for some people for many years. Like for instance, some people really hate. Uh, if you use the term lame in a negative context, ableist. Yeah, it's for me when you get to that point, you and I were born so many years after lame had anything to do with a, a bum leg. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's like when some people are like, I actually call children little people because kid means baby goat. It's like, It doesn't, you know what I mean? I was 20 years old before I found out kid meant baby goat. I don't live in a farm. Frankly, I'm not sure that I've ever seen a goat in person. Goats have nothing to do with my life. I do like goat cheese, so I had a good goat yeah. cheese with uh, cinnamon and in uh in blueberry it was actually cinnamon quite yeah it was a little cinnamon that cranberry it was good extremely bizarre to me so venture bros 
when you're getting inducted into a secret society, have you ever been inducted into a secret society? What was that like? Wow, what was you, kind of the ritual and uh, what was the end goal of the society? What was going on? That's interesting you asked me that because I actually have been inducted into a secret society before. Are you kidding me? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Last month, I got a job at EA Games working. I guess I did have a job. <laughs> working on their new Madden football title. My job was to program downloadable content for future release and continued support for the game. Now, I wanted the game to be timely, so as part of my programming, I programmed things like support for Black Lives Matter into the game and also programmed vicious and hateful reaction to Black Lives Matter. That's not good. Well, I wanted to be realistic. I made all the players kneel for the national anthem and crafted a series of racist dog whistle tweets that could display on the screen. The tweets, <laughs> the tweets said things like "keep politics out of football" and called the players thugs and crybabies. Uh, that when they these would display on the screen. My content for the game was a huge hit, causing an increase in player engagement. As whenever a black player would score a touchdown, a digital Donald Trump would exclaim, "Get that son of a bitch off the field!" <laughs> I was a rising star at EA Games in the downloadable content division, but I had heard rumors all about how great it was to be a main programmer for EA Games. But I was told that to get the job, it was a shadowy and secret organization. And to get in the main division, you had to be inducted and your loyalty tested. I told my boss, Cynthia, that even though I was new, I was ready to do whatever it took to be a senior programmer. She told me to come back to the office that night at the stroke of midnight. That night, I showed up at EA Games offices and met my boss, Cindy. She took me through several locked doors and layers of security to a door marked Main Programmer's Bay. She asked me if I knew how EA Games was able to put out so many titles in a year. I figured it was because of the hard work of their programmers. Cindy asked me what EA stood for. Uh, Electronic Arts, I replied. Wrong, Cindy said as she unlocked the door to the Main (laughs) Programmer's Bay and pushed it open. Inside, I saw hundreds of old men and women working computers while young people armed with whips stalked around them. It stands for Elder Abuse Games, oh my God. Cindy said. As I looked on in shock, I watched a woman in her late 70s collapse at her workstation from exhaustion, and she was whipped savagely and forced to get back to work coding Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2. I told Cindy that I would report them to the police and that this was wrong, but then she told me that these programming supervisors made $350,000 a year with full health benefits and a leased car paid for by the company. <laughs> I told Cindy I would do whatever it took to join the team. Cindy told me that my initiation was simple. All I had to do, all I had to do was prove that I had the stomach for elder abuse. A man was brought before me in shackles. He was wearing a black hood over his face. They ripped the hood off his face, and I, with shock, saw that it was Stan Lee. Kia Morgan was Stan Lee's caretaker, and he had sold him to EA oh Games in November of 2018 and told the world that he had died. He was clad in rags, shackled, and confused to where he was. I was horrified and shocked, but I thought of the money and lashed him with a whip until he cried out in pain. Sometimes at night, I wake up in a cold sweat thinking about that moment, but then I just look out into the parking bay of my leased car and fall back asleep. <laughs> What you'll do for a lease Cadillac. People don't know. <laughs> they don't know, man. I mean, the company leases it for me. I don't pay the lease, which is pretty great. So free maintenance, too. A free oil change. It's incredible. Me? I Sometimes I don't need an oil change, and I just drive in there. And for you, that's basically like they're giving you free housing. <laughs> 
Uh, I, too, was in a, actually a secret organization. Really? Many people are aware of organizations like the Daughters of the American Revolution, which celebrates colonial American ancestry by those who are descendants of veterans of the Revolutionary War. I wanted to join the Folks of the Aristic War. <laughs> the Aristic War, or the Pork and Beans War, was a bloodless conflict between USA and Britain over parts of Canada between 1838 and 1839. Interesting. There was no bloodshed, and there was only one death, a Mr. Hiram T. Smith, who fell into a pond and drowned. Hmm. I found out about the group when I was up in down East Maine. I was up and down East Maine, and I was feeling a little lonely, so I started to go cruising on a local snowmobile <laughs> trail. I had been on the apps and noticed there weren't a lot of available women, so I decided <laughs> to see what the local woodsman had to offer. <laughs> I did not find any lovers, but a guy did respond to my whistles, and he told me that I should join the folks of the Aristic War. This was a group of trans-inclusive people who wanted Maine to secede to form the USA and join Canada. The only rules were that I could not eat any fries without poutine gravy, and <laughs> I could not share any tweets between by J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I was a little unclear between how they were connected, but I was happy to be part of an inclusive group, and I was happy to repatriate to Canada. I had always wanted to repatriate to Canada, the land of my loyalist forefathers. Nice. The initiation ritual was called the Hiram T. Smith Memorial Night Swim. We had to swim nude across a lake <laughs> at night in the pitch black. Wow, sounds dangerous. I was able to easily swim across the lake. It was actually only 50 feet wide. But oh. I died a week later from flesh-eating <laughs> bacteria oh. that had attacked my brain. Oh. As global warming intensified, the lake waters of Maine became warm enough to sustain flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> Although it had been often a problem in years past, the lake was now so warm that if anyone went underwater, they could get a brain-eating bacteria. Oh, no. Donald Trump condemned me and my rustic brothers and sisters and folks, <laughs> but he did tell Mainers not to worry about bacteria because science doesn't know anything and it will cool down soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a, that sounds a lot like a, tr a statement Donald Trump made recently. It did. It was a bit of a reference. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, uh, I will be getting really way too into the election coverage. I, I got to make some calls for Joe Biden, though. I, I got to actually do Get something. on the phone banks? Yeah, I got it. Because you can do it from your house. There's no reason not to. Uh, comedian Andy Dale, you know him? No. Oh, he was uh, he was uh, talking on a podcast recently about phone banking for Joe Biden. And uh, he said it was uh, shocking, some of the stuff that he heard. Dude, because people don't talk to anyone anymore, so they have a real suspicion of the stranger. And yeah. There's a lot of misinformation out there. One, the funniest thing I think that he talked about was that when he was phone banking for Joe Biden, that um, he called up one someone. Someone was like, "What do you think about uh, you know this? But what do you are you how have you been reading stuff about uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump?" And she was like, "Who are they?" I believe. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably being fresh, being a little sarcastic. <laughs> I do believe it is possible that you don't know who Joe Biden is. I think his name recognition is worse than people think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we'll find out come election day or election night. Well, we'll find out about a month and a half after election day when Donald Trump says that the results are illegitimate, fights it in the courts, and then everybody says, eh, whatever, he was on The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But you know what? I just want to help Joe win, and I want to not be a doomer. It is very easy, as you may know, 
when you're not working, you're just hanging out on the internet all day to literally <laughs> feel like the world is ending. And uh, newsflash, you're, just, it's you're not. just refreshing subreddits that are about the coronavirus and the election, yep. and you're like, things are trending down in both places. They are trending down, but Martin Scorsese made some good movies. I watched Jojo Rabbit by Kiki Ta- Tayati. Ta- Taiki Waititi. Taiki Waititi. He makes really good movies. And um, so that's all we need is people to be funny still. If we're still a funny country, we're still a country Damn, worth this is in. weighing heavily on your heart, Zach. It is weighing heavily on my heart. The future of the nation does, you know. <laughs> my family left it once after we were <laughs> banished for <laughs> fighting on the wrong side of the revolution. But I won't let us do it again. Yeah, you'll, this time you'll be on the right side of the revolution, the winning side. Yes, I will be on the right side of the revolution. I, I'm actually not a revolutionary. I'm... Yeah, I think, uh, no, I, I don't know if we have the revolutionary fighting spirit. But Maybe if we were a couple of Brock Sampsons, right? Because, I mean, Brock Sampson, he's incredibly uh, skilled at combat. We can actually hear that a little bit in this clip right here. Your sword is without blood. Emperor Flavius lives? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's still... Zaphrax has decided to carry his grudge without the help of Altheus. You know what I've decided? You guys are f***ing dicks. I come here to get my level 10 and, and, and you give my henchmen villain status and give me the opportunity to kill my sworn enemy? It's a total mind This is the way of our guild, Mr. Monarch. We must hear your decision. Step into the light, Althaeus. Sure, let 21 be a villain. I, I'm done. What, do you think I can do this shit alone? I'm too old to start again. Now that you guys have my wife and, and, and my best friend, I, yeah, no, f*** it, f*** it, and f*** you, guild wins, monarch, out. You know what, me too. I don't want to have to be a villain without him. I don't have that kind of staff racks grudge. I just want to help my best friend with his hate. F*** you guys, monarch crew, hench for a life. Good, good, you have completed the final trial. Saffrax spared the life of Emperor Flavius and swore a blood allegiance to Altheus. As you have done here tonight. Sweetie, it was a test, and you passed. So I'm a level 10? You and your henchmen, number two, rightfully, are level 10 villains. With all benefits that title is heir to. Congratulations. Oh, Look, I don't want to mess up the after party, but we need to get Dr. Uh, so that wasn't Samson, nope. as you said at the beginning. But uh, I, I did. This was the seminal clip for me that I was going to bring up anyway, because I'm not a revolutionary, but I am a union guy. <laughs> and I hey, feel me that too. This, I'm a union. Yeah, I feel like this had union vibes where they were kind of uh, possibly going to be promoted to an upper level to management. And they <laughs> said, no, we don't want to go there. We're maybe, union boys. Maybe. I mean, do you think unions might be more popular if they used uh, like sort of ritualistic inductions like this um or do you think walmart and target would continue to stamp them out savagely yeah i think it's more really that (laughs) i think uh yeah unions have been demonized but um and jack if you were here he would bring up the question about what about police unions it's an interesting you know (laughs) conflict of leftist politics on one hand it's a union but on the other hand it's, you know, a lot of extrajudicial, racially motivated murders going on in the streets. And then at that point, I would say, you know what? You're right. And then I would become a raving right-wing lunatic. 
I would be like, you know what? You figured you you win the debate. Now I'm voting for Donald J. Trump. That'd be, you know, hey, maybe you will. But you know No, what? I won't. I you said it here first. Everything <laughs> as we all know, everything said on the podcast you said at face value, one hundred percent true. <laughs> no irony. It is also a binding contract. Uh, you now true. have to do it. Although we do have a history of sort of predicting the future. You know, we predicted the Jimmy Kimmel outrage, you know, we predicted several other things. I forget them all right now. Uh usually you're able you just have a better awareness of early 2000s blackface in comedy <laughs> and a kind of ahead of the curve on reporting on it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Jimmy Kimmel's come back on TV. Well, he's hosting the Emmys. He's been hyping it up. I've been watching a lot of uh, network TV lately. Oh, so really? What have you been watching on network TV? Um... Oh, I've been watching PBS. They don't have ads, but sometimes you got to get off them. So that, but what did we watch last night? We watched the Trump Town Hall and uh, oh, how Dancing with the Stars. How was the Trump Baskin. Town Hall? I mean, I want to level with you. If anyone listening is a Trump supporter, I know they're not. I'm, I'm not saying this <laughs> to be harsh, but Donald Trump has no vision for the country. So people bring up anything, and he just talks about how good the economy is doing. It's like, well, what's your vision for that economy, and how do you reduce inequality? He doesn't how can he, say. Also, how can he make a claim the economy is doing well? Like, we're both out of work. I know, but he Directly says, due to COVID. Well, that, that was the, which he calls the China virus, which they sent on him. He could not have possibly done anything more. I also watched Colbert with Bob Woodford, and then I watched football on Sunday, and I watched Bob Woodward on 60 Minutes. I've been all over the network. You, did you watch, uh, did you boo at the moment of unity between the Texans and the Houstons? No, I, I got there a little late to my friend's house. <laughs> Intentionally, oh. I didn't want to see the flag desecrated, <laughs> so I uh, I now only watch the NFL ten minutes after kickoff. I don't want to see any of it. Yeah, no. I love it. I love it though because at this point, well, it's disrespectful to boo a moment of unity, but it has dawn- it should dawn on everyone that this is a forced conflict that is completely unnecessary. They keep putting the anthem in there. Just stop playing the anthem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then no one's for it. No one's against it. Why is it there? The only reason it's there is to sow division. It's, it's interesting to me that they're holding on to that point. And uh, what do you think of uh, what do you think of TB12 down in down in Florida? Oh, Tom looked terrific. I post. <laughs> I I uh, I actually flew. Oh, uh, Jack is not here to defend him right now. Let's let's really rile him up if he if, when he listens. And I've tried to be pro Tom, but I put up a top Tampa Bay. Buccaneers flag, Tampa Bay, you know, that got some <laughs> actually bad response. New England is mostly Pat's nation. But uh, Tom has an attitude of problem. He's always screaming and cussing and pouting, and he, he looked horrible. He threw two picks. <laughs> one of them maybe was Mike Evans' fault, but one of them was definitely his. He, he's over the hill, and I don't Ooh, think he has it. controversy. He's living in Derek Jeter's house. You know, this guy, <laughs> he, he can't even live in his own house. Do you think that maybe it's time for him to let his wife be the primary breadwinner? Well, she already is, and that's not his choice. The numbers (laughs) don't lie. And uh, he's the second fiddle. I think it's time for him to fully respect Giselle's career and just stay at home and watch the kids. That could be an option. Do you think that... um Do you think that when he was selling those... When he was selling that fake COVID medicine, that was his attempt to sort of become the primary breadwinner by any means necessary? (laughs) Even selling snake oil? Yeah, selling... Whatever it takes to be... To have his tax return be above Giselle's tax return. Well, he probably wrote off a bunch of stuff. Does Giselle make... She makes more than... Uh, Justin modeling or does she have businesses? She must have businesses. I don't understand how Giselle made $50 million. I've never seen a picture of her, really, in my life. Yeah, and I mean, I don't see, like... I don't. Maybe it's because I'm not. Maybe in the she's market. an investor. Maybe she's a she's a big day trader. She's got money at Axe Cap. 
Bitcoin. She's selling. She's buying low, <laughs> selling high. What if she's uh, What if she's connected with cartels? That um, could be how she's making that money. I don't. I hope that's not South American prejudice. Uh, no, cart- I'm talking about. Uh, I'm only talking. I just dunked on you, racist. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the Planet Fitness Lunk Alarm? Should be reprogrammed to be the racist alarm. Goes off for dog. Whistles. There we go. I got. I got. I got. I got. Whatever. I let my. I let my guard down, and I paid the price. Arrest I'm a, li- I'm a little bit like when Tom Brady throws pick six. I'm gonna freak out and blame someone else. You know what? Jack's fault. It's Jack's fault. I think Jack just didn't root hard enough for the Pats, honestly, and Tom <laughs> didn't feel the love, particularly from the Shrewsbury community. What about Cammy Newton? Cam looked great. The Pats looked great. But my dad, he was defensive about it, too. He said that the, the, the Bucks played a really great defense and the Pats played the worst team in the league. But uh, the Pats won and the Bucks lost. So <laughs> do the numbers lie? I don't know. But let's do a um, Deepak Chopra. What was something you liked about the show? That sounds great. Um, something I liked about the show. I'm going to go ahead and say it was great to hear a voice actor that I've personally met and I'm good friends with in Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton, by the way, it, he doesn't... I feel like uh, he was getting a lot of voice work then. I don't know if he's still getting the same amount of voice work that he used to. Well, he's probably spending way too much time on the Weekly World News <laughs> dot net forums. Weekly World News does still exist online only. It no longer prints a physical copy of you know, fake stories about Bat Boy. My Deepak Chopra moment, something I liked about the show was the cheeky tone of the brother's coma bedside confession. Oh, yeah. He would say, I'm sorry for this, but actually, it's actually your fault, actually, yeah, now that he, you think about his, it. Yeah, his brother was in a coma, and he was like uh, making, he was talking about how he was jealous of his uh, like Backstreet Boys CD. Maybe he should have been more into NSYNC. I don't know. They could have compromised. Or a new edition. Was Were you ever a fan of uh, New Kids on the Block? No, Bobby Brown, the first oh, one, yeah, the new original, edition. which yeah, new, new kids ripped off. New yeah. edition, that's a true. Well, there's band. another. Go ahead and set that alarm off again, because I only knew the white band and not the black <laughs> band. Uh, set that. Set the that. Planet ra- Fitness racist <laughs> alarm is blaring right now. No free pizza. Have you fail. ever been a fan of boy bands? No, it, I don't think we were the target demo. Yeah, I but I, I mean, don't I was a kid when New Kids on the Block like popped off i was a kid when backstreet popped up so we had a backstreet cd we had an nsync cd but i don't think we listened to them i wasn't doing the dances why'd you have the cd if you didn't listen to it someone bought us a cd we were children and they were a children's <laughs> band you know back in those days people would buy you a cd if they wanted to do something nice they should have bought you bought you a certificate of deposit to change the family tree and give you generational wealth should have bought you some bitcoin i don't know why they weren't thinking about that in 2001 <laughs> They were asleep at the wheel. Any responsible parent would have bought Bitcoin. For let's kids. uh let's close things out this with this episode uh, with a role play. Let's 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 inhabit some of the characters from the show in an improvised role play. I'll be Samson. Okay, Brock I'll, Samson. I want to be a uh, doctor girlfriend who was the uh, Ange, An- big Ange voiced uh, monarch's girlfriend. She did, huh? Big Ange? No, really? no, that's not. She had the voice like Big oh, Ange. She, oh. She's got like the, the Big Ange voice, yeah. not voiced by. Okay, got. Uh, hey, Doc, what'd you get your PhD in? Oh, I got it in sucking dick. Uh, at what university? That doesn't <laughs> actually sound accredited. Uh, I went to Vassar. You went to Vassar, an all women's college, and they taught you that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I crafted my my. I cr- it was uh, I crafted my own curriculum. 
Well, I wanted to uh, do something different. I'm actually going to need to see your transcript because this is fake. I've been to Vassar. It's only a college. They only graduate, uh, award undergraduate degrees. You're lying to me. You didn't get a PhD at Vassar in anything. You're lying. This is stolen valor. Uh, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you a bunch of lies, all right? But I am a doctor. You're not a doctor. I'm a doctor. You're in what? You want to see? You want to see my 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 transcripts? Go ahead and get a court order, Samson. Get a court order and come back. What's the femur? I didn't even know her. What? <laughs> so you don't know what a femur is, and you expect me to believe you're a doctor? Uh, uh it's femur is that like organization that's gonna round people up and and put them in camps. No, femur that's camps. FEMA with a Boston accent. <laughs> I've heard all about FEMA camps. And uh, they sound terrible, to be honest. I spent a lot of time on Facebook. <laughs> so is that where you solicit men to perform your PhD work on? Uh, yeah, I go on Facebook Marketplace and I put up an ad that says I'm looking to suck dick. So now you're admitting that you sell sex. So you, you've admitted to a crime. I'm going to need you to put your hands behind your back and step against the wall. Ooh. Sounds good, big boy. Okay, uh, that's inappropriate. I'm calling for female backup. Oh. Hey, uh, backup, we have a, a female impersonating. long race. as it's not one of those sluts from Vassar. Okay, all right, that was inappropriate. <laughs> what did you just say? My mother went to Vassar. I called your mother. Shh, shh. No! Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you give the final episode of Venture Brothers? Can I be honest with you? It wasn't no. a bad show, but for my personal taste... See, I'm not even going to talk for everybody. Like a few weeks ago, I said everybody <laughs> agrees. I'm not going to talk for everybody. For my personal taste, this is a zero. I think Adult Swim <laughs> is really bringing nothing to the table for me. I'm sorry. This is a zero. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this a... Uh, I, was, I was always sort of cursely aware of the show. I'm going to give the finale a uh, seven. Um, this had a lot of stuff that I like. It had like a lot of violence and action. And there were some parts that I think... I'm sure the show was funny, although I didn't think this was super funny. Uh, and they should change it to Venture BRXS. Interesting. That would be. Is that happened yet? Uh, no, but I actually just read a Facebook post recently about Latinx and about how it was assigned uh, to Hispanic people from white people, and they were pers- they were advocating for Latin L I T yeah Latine Latin. I noticed that Remescla, uh, like uh, online Latino publication, they fall switched back to Latin recently subtly. They didn't do a big oh, piece yeah? about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Like the. Uh, the the super liberals arguing back and forth uh, most of them white arguing about it in any of them trans um no i don't think so but i mean i did i did ask everyone who commented if they were trans in all caps but nobody responded (laughs) nobody responded when i went are you trans it is interesting that latinx became like it didn't really make full culture war status but it was like it almost felt like it was part of like the WWE staple and like it was a wrestler they were trying out for like the culture <laughs> war. They were like, eh, you know what? The Starbucks cups, they'll be good enough for this year. Latinx, we're going to save it maybe for next year. <laughs> we're going to rework it, you know? I mean, as a Hispanic man myself, Latinx, I don't really feel one way or the other about it. Although I do love Filipinx, Filip- Italianx. Yeah, I all love that, Italianx. All the, stuff about, all the stuff we've created from it has been great. So actually, I support it. You're a, you're a natural user of Hispanic versus Latino generally. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. If I had to analyze your speech pattern, which I have. <laughs> Good night, Uri. 
Good night, Uri. Good night, Troy. We love you. We did agree with your criticism recently. Yeah, like, you we're were always just busting. You were right. You were right. We love you, brother. We love you, Paul Cyphers. Yeah. We love all of you. <laughs>